cost of his own survival. And he'd lived too long to place his life at risk now. He reached out with his mind, feeling the threads of magic that linked him to hundreds of magicians. Deferens, his mind permanently on the brink between sanity and madness, was his puppet, even though he would never know it. The ambition that burnt through him was easy to steer to a new target, feeding an obsession that had no logical cause. His forces would swoop forward and claim the Principality Ida, then hold it while the Witch King rose from the shadows and took power. Nothing would be allowed to get in the way. And yet, matters were so close. Standing at the cusp of godhood, or nemesis, the Witch King waited. He could do nothing else. Chapter One The dragon didn't like her. Charity, former head of House Canidian, quivered as the dragon's massive eyes turned to follow her. It was an immense beast, easily the size of a small house, with giant bat-like wings and eyes that glowed like embers of coal. Its teeth were sharp, covered in stains that had to be blood. Its claws flexed, tearing great holes in the ground. It was hard, so hard to stand close to the creature and not turn and flee. She was convinced that the only thing saving her from becoming a tasty snack was the iron will of her master, Emperor Vlad. Get up, the Emperor ordered curtly. Charity swallowed as the oath she'd sworn to him forced her forward. It grew hotter as she approached the dragon, the warmth the reminder of the fire in its belly, but the scales on its back were surprisingly cool. Somehow she managed to scramble up onto the dragon's back and sit there, clinging to the scales for dear life. The emperor snickered, then turned to his men and glowered at them. If a mere woman can do it, he growled, so can you. Bastard. Charity thought coldly, as snowflakes drifted down around her. Cursing him in her mind was the only thing she could do to keep herself sane after everything he'd done to her, making her wear a harem outfit that was utterly unsuited to the cold weather was the least of it. You don't have them under obedience charms and oaths. She looked down at the Emperor, feeling bitter hatred and helplessness curdling in her gut. He was a tall, muscular man, wearing a red shirt and kilt, a wand, a sword, and a handful of daggers glinted at his belt. His long black hair hung down around his shoulders, wild and unkept. The neatly trimmed beard provided an odd contrast, a message Charity didn't really understand at all. But she knew him too well to feel any attraction. He'd killed the Grand Sorceress, claimed the throne, and then offered her a flat choice between serving him or immediate death. In hindsight, death would have been preferable. The Empress smirked as his men, the red-robed magicians, the oath-bound inquisitors, and a number of his private guards climbed onto their dragons. Then he scrambled up beside Charity and sat in front of her. Charity was almost relieved, even though she would sooner have cuddled up to a man-eating yeti than the Emperor. At least she wouldn't be riding the dragon alone. Up, the Emperor commanded. 
Charity braced herself just in time. The dragon unfurled its wings, flapped them once, and hurled itself into the air. Charity looked down as they rose higher, feeling an unaccustomed sense of vertigo as the golden city shrank beneath them. The skies echoed with howls from the dragons, a sound unheard for nearly a thousand years. It had been a long time since the very last dragon was exterminated. Now, even though the emperor was bringing them back into the world, there was no one alive who knew how to stop a dragon. They'd torn through the wards of a dozen great houses as though they were made of paper. The air grew colder rapidly as they rose above the seven peaks and stared down at the remains of the watchtower. Once, the inquisitors had watched over the golden city, their firm but fair judgments respected by all. Now, the watchtower.